my friends, my virtual friends, we uh, have had some very rich readings in this uh, octave of Easter, and I would like to uh, read the gospel for the Tuesday during this octave of Easter. It comes from John chapter 20, uh, verses 11 through 18, uh, surely a very familiar gospel. It says that Mary Magdalene stayed outside the tomb weeping. And as she wept, she bent over the tomb and saw two angels in white sitting there, one at the head and one at the feet where the body of Jesus had been. And they said to her, Woman, why are you weeping? She said to them, They have taken my Lord, and I don't know where they laid him. When she had said this, she turned around and saw Jesus there but did not know it was Jesus. Jesus said to her, Woman, why are you weeping? Whom are you looking for? She thought it was the gardener and said to him, Sir, if you have carried him away, tell me where you laid him, and I will take him. Jesus said to her, Mary. She turned and said to him in Hebrew, Rabboni, which means teacher. Jesus said to her, Stop holding on to me, for I have not yet ascended to the Father. But go to my brothers and tell them, I am going to my Father and your Father, to my God and your God. Mary went and announced to the disciples, I have seen the Lord, and then reported what he had told her. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. You know, my friends, these are very rich, rich readings. It's important, of course, to uh, recall the context uh, by which uh, we enter into today's, or this gospel. Of course, uh, the gospel uh, narrative that precedes this is what we had on Easter, where Mary had woken up very early, early in the morning, and went to the tomb while it was still dark and noticed that the tomb was empty. She had gone to the empty tomb and uh, had run back and told the others. And Peter and John, of course, came and uh, had come to look into the tomb, looked at the burial claws, and came to believe. And then everyone went back to the upper room or went back home, and uh, Mary Magdalene stayed. Mary Magdalene stayed. She, well, perhaps because her love for the Lord was so intense, so deep. Remember, Mary Magdalene was at the cross. Her love for the Lord was was deep. It was, an, <coughs> excuse me, she was a very bold, uh, surely courageous, her uh, love was deep, but uh, we see here that her love was yet unperfect. It was imperfect love. She still did not fully understand who the Lord was. She was still looking for him in the empty tomb. Her love needs to be transformed. It needed to be transfigured, if you will. It required grace. Ultimately, it would require the Holy Spirit. It would require Pentecost. We see in today's gospel, this gospel just read that uh, she had to turn around. She had to act. 
And the Lord, although not recognizable to her in that moment, asks her the same question that the angels had asked her when she peered into the tomb. Woman, why are you weeping? But the Lord came to help her understand uh, where he wanted her by asking her a second and very important question. Whom are you looking for? The Lord is trying to tell us the same thing he was trying to tell Mary Magdalene, that who you seek is a person. That person is Jesus Christ, and he desires to enter into relationship with us. Mary came to recognize him because he called her by name. Do We know, my friends, that the Lord knows us. He knows our name. In fact, he has given us his own uh our own name, a name that uh, uh, equates to the mission he has for us. He calls us by name. He calls us to intimacy. And he asks us the same thing that he, well, he tells us the same thing that he told Mary Magdalene. Stop holding on to me. You know, it's just so interesting. What does this statement mean? This stop holding on to me, for I have not yet ascended to the Father. I think oftentimes, perhaps Mary Magdalene was doing that. I know I do this myself, but we put the Lord in a box. The Lord needed to ascend into heaven, not because he needed to leave us alone, quite the opposite. Quite the contrary to that, he, had <coughs> he needed to ascend into heaven so that he could ascend into the sacraments, so that Mary Magdalene and so you and I could have even greater intimacy. Imagine the great intimacy that she was having in that moment where she was literally talking to the incarnate God, God in the flesh, but the Lord desired even greater intimacy for her because he desired to enter into the most blessed sacrament so she could literally consume him in a very intimate way as uh, food, food from heaven, this Eucharist, the body, blood, soul, and divinity of, of Christ that he desires to give her and he desires to give each of us. The Lord needed to ascend into heaven so he and the Father could send their spirit so that the Holy Spirit could guide the church, so the Holy Spirit could guide our prayer, so the Holy Spirit could guide us to everlasting peace and joy and all those things that the Lord desires for us in the here and now. Stop holding on to me. Let us let the Lord out of the box. Let us let the Lord be the Lord. Let us not limit him to a superhero sort of uh, really talented uh, human person because he's not. He's a divine person with two natures, human and divine. Let us let the Lord be the Lord. You know, it's just so sad that these these days we're not able to People of God are not able to receive the most blessed sacrament, this great gift. But the Lord wants to use this opportunistic time to uh, to till that little flame that's within us to uh, nurture and to allow it to grow stronger. I pray that we never go back to a normal again. Because I saw this and I believe this to be true. The normal was not working. The normal was not working. Too many of us were simply going through the motions of our faith. But the Lord has called us to intimacy. He's called us to a deep and personal relationship with him. He's called us then to also share this good news. You know, my friends, I um, had the great privilege of 
going to the Holy Land a number of times. And one time when I went with my seminary, Mount St. Mary's, we got to spend the night in the Church of the Holy Sepulchre, a church that is, <coughs> excuse me, literally built over Calvary, literally built over the site of our Lord's crucifixion, but also the site of his burial. Um, in my mind, prior to going here, they kind of were further apart than this, but in reality, uh, there were a stone's throw, uh, the Lord's tomb was a stone's throw away from where he was crucified. And we had the opportunity, about 10 of us, to spend the night in the Church of the Holy Sepulchre. Uh, there was only one rule, you could not sleep. So we spent the whole night in quiet prayer, pretty much alone. And I uh, was really unimpressed with myself, I'll be honest. I uh, had uh, uh, been wondering and speaking to the Lord about why I'm not having more of an emotional response. Why is it that uh, now that the crowds are all gone and I have, in a certain sense, him in this place all to myself, why is it that I'm not having... Uh, more emotion. The, my salvation was literally one in this exact spot. And um, I don't know. So I decided to go outside the tomb. And I decided to sit on a star that marks the spot where this encounter that Mary Magdalene had with Jesus Christ. And I sat on that star and I read this gospel and I prayed. And um, at first I thought I was just simply making this up in my own mind, but it just did not seem to go away. The same thing, uh, well, the Lord kept telling me, turn around, turn around. And so uh, finally, I got the hint. I turned around, and what did I see? I saw the only place in the entire Church of the Holy Sepulchre where the Most Blessed Sacrament is reserved, the St. Francis Chapel. And I realized instantly in that moment that I do not need to go to Calvary. I don't need to go to the Holy Land to encounter the risen Lord. I can simply go and pray in any Catholic church. And while we cannot receive him sacramentally now, we can certainly spend much time in prayer before him, allowing him to... to uh, pierce our hearts, allowing him to, uh, to transform our hearts and minds, to transform us into the men, women, and children the Lord has called us to be. It's so beautiful that this particular gospel is uh, matched with uh, Peter's great discourse on Pentecost, where it says so many thousands of people were cut to the heart. Perhaps we can spend this time before the Most Blessed Sacrament, reflecting on moments in our lives where we were cut to the heart. Perhaps that moment is right now, where the Lord is piercing our hearts, and he is asking us, um, well, he's telling us, whom do you seek? It is the Lord. It is the risen Lord, and he's calling us to encounter. He's calling us to a personal and deep relationship with him, and he's calling us to go and share this good news. I pray that we are generous in uh, the sharing. We, we have to be creative these days in how it's done, but it can be done, and it needs to be done. Go and tell the others, and may God be praised. Amen.